Welcome to our Advent devotional series. We're calling it Come Lord Jesus. And uh, this week we're talking about John the Baptist. Now in John chapter 1, John the Baptist is asked this question. It's about uh, his identity. Who are you? And three times he says, well, I am not. I am not the Christ. I'm not the promised one. I'm not Messiah. I'm not the son of David. And then he goes and he continues, well, I'm not Elijah. If that's who you think I am, Elijah you know, coming back to earth uh, in the flesh. Uh, I'm not the prophet, capital P, the one who will uh, you know, be like Moses, the one from among the brothers uh, who, are, who we are to listen to. He says, I- I'm none of those. And then they push him a little bit farther and they ask him, well, then who are you? And uh, he says in John chapter uh, 1, it's recorded, John replies, it says there, uh, in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice. I am the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. Now, this is Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, So we had all these Old Testament um, allusions, the Christ, Messiah, promised one, uh, Elijah, uh, the prophet. Well, Uh, John the Baptist goes back to the prophet uh, Isaiah as well and says, well, if you want to know who I am, uh, this is is my identity. Uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. So John's message, he understands very clearly, flowing out of his identity, uh, that he is not... uh, the Messiah. He is the one pointing to Messiah. And in order to do that, in order for all of us to do that, there's there's really two words that God gives to us. One uh, that we speak about in terms of the law, uh, understanding, recognizing our sin. And that word um, is preached, repent. Agree with God about your sin. Acknowledge it. Turn from it. And then the second word of God is gospel, uh, not pointing to our righteousness, but to the righteousness of another. And that's where John the Baptist says, look, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So who are you? Well, I think it's a good question for all of us to ask during Advent. What is our identity? Uh, I'm not Messiah. I'm not the promised one. I'm not the Christ. I'm not Elijah. I'm not the prophet. Um, who are we? Well, let's use John's uh, pattern and John's words uh, also for us. You could say, uh, John answers it this way. Well, you're going to ask me who I am? I am a sinner, just like every other person listening to my voice. I am the one who also needs to repent. Uh, But also, uh, we point to and we cling to the work of another. Uh, Jesus is the Savior. So, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So John chapter 1, verse 29, uh, we have this account. It says, John sees um, Jesus coming towards him and says, Look, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Again, this is a a scripture-saturated culture. So when there is this reference to a Lamb of God, uh, that's just not some metaphor. This uh, points to all of the sacrifices of the Old Testament. Thinks, uh, think all things Leviticus, right? Think of the shedding of the blood, the pure uh, blood of the lamb that was put on the doorpost at Passover, the evening and morning sacrifices, the day of atonement. 
and John sees Jesus, and he, again, his identity, I am sinner, and the blood of another must cover the sins, and so that they become then uh, white as snow. And John understands that identity, and then when he sees Jesus, he directs all attention to the Lamb of God. Look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And when you go to the Lord's Supper, isn't that really the song that you sing? O Christ, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. And so, who are you, John? Well, John would begin, just like with all of us, our identity, I am a sinner. Uh, The call to repent, to agree with God about that sin, but then to point our eyes, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Well, who is Jesus, and who are who are we in relation uh, to Jesus? Well, John will say, "Well, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me." Well, now that's that's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Well, this is John chapter one, verse thirty. Um, John says, "This is the one I meant when I said a man." who comes after me, has surpassed me because he was before me. Well, the one who comes after me. So, again, John is the one who prepares the way for the Lord. The voice uh, pointing to Jesus. When he comes, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So, this is the one who comes after John the Baptist. Well, John says he has surpassed me. He's above me. Uh, And we're going to find out that the reason um, Jesus has surpassed him is because of this little phrase, he was before me. Well, this is pointing again to the uh, eternal nature of uh, the second person of the Trinity. God is eternal. Before anything was created, the only thing that existed was the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he is the one who took on human flesh. So the Son of God, who is eternal, takes on human flesh and dwells among us. And so John understands that. He says, well, there's one who comes after me. I'm pointing to him. Um, And uh, in fact, I was born, the story you know, uh, he was born first. And then uh, John, the, uh, then Jesus was born after after John. So even in the birth order, right, the one who comes after me has surpassed me. Well, even though I'm uh, older than than him, yet he has uh, surpassed me. He is greater than I am. He must become greater. I must become less. We'll hear in a little bit. Um, because why? Because he was before me. This is the eternal. Son of God, the promised one, all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, that one day God would send the seed of the woman, his son, into the world to defeat sin, death, and the devil. Who is Jesus? Well, thirdly, and who are uh, who are we? Well, John's going to use this image. He's going to say, well, I'm not the bridegroom. I am just the friend of the bride. Now, John uh, John chapter 3. I'm not the bridegroom, but I am the friend of, uh, of the bride and of the bridegroom. So verse 28, you yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. Verse 29, the bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. And so John is very clear here. 
that the bride um, uh, is the church and that the bridegroom, the husband of the church is Jesus and not the one who is the friend. So the friend of the church and the friend of the bridegroom, um, John just says, I'm the one who points to the bridegroom. I attend to the to the bridegroom. I care for the needs of this of this wedding, but I am not the bridegroom. Um, and the church, the bride, is not to see me in that role. So you think of this, this as, as a pastor, right? I'm a pastor. And so uh, perhaps some of the problems within our church is that the pastors don't understand or forget that they are not the bridegroom and that uh, they're only the friend to the bridegroom and that the, the, the attention of the church, of the bride, is always to be pointing to uh, the bridegroom, the one who loves the church, the one who purifies and cleanses the church through his, uh, through his word and through his, his uh, washing of baptism, as it says in Ephesians chapter 5. He's the husband, the church is the wife. And uh, when that order is not understood, that identity is not understood, when, when the friend takes the place of the bridegroom, there's nothing but, there's nothing but trouble. So John understands his his identity, his proper role towards uh, towards the bride, towards the church, and also towards uh, towards the bridegroom. Well, who is Jesus? Well, uh, so if I'm not the the bridegroom, I'm only the friend of the bridegroom. Um, well, then he must uh, be the greater one, and that's this little phrase that John says: he must become greater. I must become less. John chapter 3, verse 30. My identity, I am not. I'm not Christ. I'm not Messiah. I'm not the promised one. I'm not Elijah. I'm not the prophet. I'm just the voice of one calling in the wilderness. I am the friend of the bridegroom, pointing to his his coming, to his arrival. Uh, The one who is before me has surpassed me. Uh, he's greater than I am. I must become less. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals, John says. So identity and calling, isn't that, uh, I think if we get that, uh, that right, that, uh, that understood clearly, I am a sinner in need of a savior. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I'm not the, I'm not the groom. I am just a friend of the bridegroom. And uh, I am to announce his coming to the bride, to the church. Uh, he must become greater. I must become less because he is before me. He has surpassed me. And so that's really the message, isn't it, of John the Baptist and the message that we continually hear and speak to one another. Repent. Turn from your sin. Acknowledge your sin. Agree with God about your sin. Understand that blood must be... Um, spilt for this sin, that we must be covered by it. And then who's the Lamb of God? Well, that's where we point to Jesus and we say, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He has come, has he not? One day uh, this bridegroom will come and will take his church to himself and make all things new. That is a promise. And perhaps yet this day he will come. And each day this Lamb of God does come to us he does take our sins away in the, in the promised word of the gospel and the sacraments. And so we, we can pray that simple little prayer, Come, Lord Jesus.